0: I have so many questions, but the one question I wanted to ask you right off the bat, how important is community?
1: Very good question. So my uh, my dad is a Syrian. So oh, I'm so uh, sorry. Let me just... Yeah.
0: Know, so my,
1: my dad is a Syrian, Bed David, right? The yep. uh, house of David. But my mother's side, they're Armenian. Yep. So it, it's it's there's pros and cons to it because there's two communities you have to be respectful for. Yeah. And God forbid you go too much one side or the other. The other side, wait a minute. What happened here? What happened here? <laughs> But uh, um, as an Assyrian, when you feel a certain fire in your belly, the history, what we've done, the people that came before us, the mistakes our generation made, the things they did right, you, you have a responsibility to represent that community in your own way. But also at the same time, uh, the one person that played a very big role in me Dealing with my own community of Assyrians and Armenians, so I'll give you on the Assyrian side. On the Assyrian side, there's a lot of political parties, right? They got the church people, you got the club people, you got the you know old timers, you got the new school, you got these. If you know what I'm talking about, there's of all course. these different political parties in the Syrian, and it's like you're either too young, or you're not part of this church, or you're not part of this, or you're not part of this. So. I don't like restrictions and having to walk on eggshells because I don't live a good life like that. Mm-hmm. I read a book by Kirk Kerkorian. I think it's called Hustler or, Something like that. Phenomenal book, by the way, how this guy went from being a regular guy. One day he's flying a plane. I think he's flying Bugsy or Ben Siegel to Vegas and back and forth. He's listening to the conversation. Then somehow he gets involved with the mob. And then he gets into the airline business. Then he sells the airline business. Then he gets into the casino business. Then all of a sudden he dies. I think at the peak his net worth was like $10 billion. Dies at 98, 99 years old. Still doing deals. And in one point of his life as an Armenian, he gave a lot of money to Armenia but no matter how much money he gave, it was never enough. And it was always like, but you didn't do this, but you didn't do that, but you didn't do this, and you didn't do that. So to me, I, I, I was in the middle as the kid who wanted to love my mom and love my dad, okay? And that trained me very well to know when on my mob side, when they would play politics and they would say, "Wow, well, you know, he's an Assyrian, he's not Armenian, he's an Assyrian, he's a bad David, and then I would go to this, and they would say, "Ah, oh, Adam Bogosiani, Adam Naila. So he's an Armenian. He's not. So those games. I was very young when this happened, and I. One day, I, I sat my uh, uh, dad's side down, and I was nine or 10 years old. I said, listen, guys, my parents are getting a divorce. I, you're not important to me. The only reason you're important is because I love my dad. And I told my mom, said, 11, 12, 13 years old uncle, I said, you guys only matter to me because my mom matters to me. If you play politics and try to get me to not my, like my dad, you're not going to see me. I love my mom, I love my sister, and I love my dad. That's it, you guys are secondary. I'd love to have a relationship with you, but if you try to divide, you ain't gonna see a lot of me because I don't like that game. So that divorce yeah. kind of messed me up a little bit. So my responsibility now is on, in my own way to make sure the world knows I'm Assyrian and Armenian and contribute, but not in the way of guilt and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. That's not gonna work with my personality.
0: My parents raised me and I pray to God. My biggest prayer to God is, it made me a half the man that my father and my mother was and my kids would be okay. The one thing that my mom and dad taught me, mostly my mother, uh, you better love God more than you love me. And so she would tuck me into bed and she would always say, I love you the most. And I go, the most, the number one? And she goes, no. She goes, Jesus first and then you. But I was young, bro. And so I fell in love with Christ at a very young age. And when I grew up in my church, they used fear to direct people's faith the way they wanted to. I, when I go to church, I don't see anybody my age. And that's sad because the mm. old people don't want to relate to us and we don't want to relate to them that you guys is not you are not doing it correctly. And that breaks my heart. I have pros and cons and I just want to say pro because I don't want to make it look like uh, I, I don't like my community. The one thing I love about them is they might talk about their people, but you cannot go against their people. They stick together. And I noticed this when I walked into somebody's house that had a relative pass away. When I walked in and I see five or six families bring food, not only for the people that are mourning, but hey, you don't need to cook for the next two weeks. We're gonna be here. You're not gonna clean, we're gonna clean. I'm watching these people come in like services. I'm watching this guy who has a business give his portion of his money to make sure that this woman with no father is here. I haven't see- I'm getting goosebumps right mm. now because I go to LA and I can't even get my good friends or my brothers to even bat an eye at my problems. But an Assyrian man, if you know you're in trouble, will bring everything that he can to the community. And so the reason I brought this all up, and I'm sorry it was a long way to get a drink of water, and I do apologize. (laughs) How do we tap back in to a community?
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of tough to, to, especially for you and I. Somebody would say, well, if it's really community, you should have married an Assyrian.